Okay, I'm back to doing exit meeting interviews. Once again, you guys seem to really enjoy them. So we talked about the players, we talked about the head coach, and we talked about my opinions overall during the course of the season. But what about the man in charge of putting our roster together, the man in the front office, the guy who uh, was given the reins to try to lead us out of the rebuild and back into the playoffs? Well, we need to give uh, Tom Fitzgerald some love because he provided some great answers in his exit meeting interview and overall we need to see what his opinions were during the course of the season uh what players surprised him and overall what are his offseason plans looking like because they're very interesting because remember the new jersey devils do have some money to play with so we have a lot to discuss in this episode so buckle up you're locked on devils your daily podcast on the new jersey devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 3.49 p.m. Eastern Time, June 14th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, it is the conference finals for the NHL playoffs, the semifinals, the final four, whatever you want to call it. And we are getting real close to crowning a new champion of the NHL world. And quite honestly, guys, it is uh, very exciting to see. So obviously, we have the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Remember, the Lightning are the reigning NHL champions from last season uh, during the bubble playoffs. And then obviously, we got the Montreal Canadiens and we have the Vegas Golden Knights. So this is the first time that a team from Canada... Obviously, guys, this is kind of like the first time this season that you know we're getting, I guess, that interconference matchup, whatever the case might be. And here it is in the final four of the NHL playoffs. So obviously, guys, I think a lot of people are rooting for either the Islanders or the Lightning because for the Lightning, they have Blake Coleman. And then obviously for the Islanders, they have Travis Zajac, Kyle Palmieri, Corey Schneider, and Andy Green on the roster. Lou Lamorello is obviously the GM. And guys, it looks more and more clear that with how well the Islanders are performing, I think that first round pick that we got in the Zajac and Paul Mary deal, I think it's going to become the 31st pick in this year's NHL draft. And quite honestly, guys, it seems like you guys are perfectly okay with uh, that being the case due to the fact that, you know, it's just like, um, well, you, you want to see the former Devils players perform relatively well in this year's NHL playoffs. And obviously, guys, it seems like you're perfectly content with, you know, whatever pick we're going to get. Obviously, it would have been nice if that pick would have been top 20, but obviously there are certain things that we can and cannot control. So obviously, uh, you know, I I guess uh, we're just going to have to find another diamond in the rough because a lot of you guys have been on me the last couple of days on Twitter saying, listen, there's a lot of good picks, uh, you know, that even get picked late in the first round. So we should overall be happy for our guys. But overall, guys, you know, do we even wish those players good luck? Because it, it seems like uh, they're very happy with getting out of New Jersey, and it doesn't seem like they really care for our organization all that much. Maybe there was just frustrations, like I said, in the Travis Zajac episode a few days ago, just in terms of like how things ended, uh, the direction the Devils were going in, and overall, I guess it was embarrassment. I don't know what the case might be. But overall, guys, you know, Vegas Golden Knights, Montreal Canadiens, New York Islanders, Tampa Bay Lightning, or as I like to call the Islanders, the New York Devils, because there's just so many former Devils players on that roster. 
roster. We'll see what happens. But I guess my bandwagon team is going to have to be the Islanders because I think at this point, it doesn't even matter if that pick is going to be from 29 to 31st. I think at this point, you know, I'm just going to have to go with the Islanders in this case. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But overall, guys, I'm really happy for our former players. But anyway, so if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically talked about Lindy Ruff's exit interview meeting. And I talked about the direction that he thinks the New Jersey Devils are going to be going in this season. And overall, uh, you know, we talked about his favorite player. I think it is Jack Hughes. I think it's safe to say that, you know, he and Hughes are relatively close. And then obviously, you know, uh, we saw one of the uh, assistant coaches, Mark Recchi, take uh, Jack Hughes under his wing. And then overall, Jack Hughes, even though it was his second season in the league, uh, we saw him have his best performance in terms of production and making the players around him better. So overall, I think uh, Mark Recchi and also Lindy Ruff have done a great job with Jack Hughes in that regards. And it seems like uh, Jack Hughes is just, you know, primed to be one of the alternate captains for next season, along with Nico Heischer and most likely Miles Wood. But, you know, that's my personal opinion. And I believe those are going to be the captains next season for the New Jersey Devils. And then we talked about the energy line in which Lindy Ruff said he was very satisfied with their production. Remember, that line consisted of Mikey McLeod with Miles Wood, one of our alternate captains, and also Nathan Bastian as the wingers because we talked about Michael McLeod, how well he did in the face-off department. We talked about Nathan Bastian, how he was tops uh, amongst NHL rookies in terms of hits. And then we talked about the improvement from Miles Wood and also his grit, determination, and just his desire to play hard, aggressive. And overall, that was our energy line, despite it being our third line for most of the season. And then obviously, guys, uh, you know, I ranked uh, Lindy Ruff season, I think, relatively uh, speaking, since, you know, there were some things that didn't really go his way in terms of practice time, in terms of the season being shortened, in terms of the back-to-backs, in terms of, you know, injuries and COVID that he had to deal with. I think Lindy Ruff did as well as he could have done with our organization. And quite honestly, he's proven me wrong. And obviously, guys, I believe that his contract is three years in length. So we still got a couple more seasons with them. So hopefully we can develop our guys into the right direction in that regard. So anyway, let's move on from Lindy Ruff to the front office. Let's talk about Tom Fitzgerald and basically what his mindset is going into this offseason. What were his opinions overall to finish the season? What did we do right in some regards? What did we do wrong? Is he hinting towards maybe a major trade? Is he hinting towards a major signing, a major firing? Whatever the case might be, I don't think anyone's really going to be fired amongst the coaching staff or, you know, I don't think there's going to be any major trades because Lindy Ruff said in his exit interview meeting that he's bringing back all of the staff. And, you know, what? quite honestly, guys, I know a lot of you were kind of on Lindy Ruff for doing that. But keep in mind that they didn't really have any practice time to really just, you know, uh, fix some of their issues. That's why the Devils just struggled uh, to, you know, overall finish the season. But, you know, they, they finished the season decently. But, you know, towards the end of the season, that's when we saw them go on their 10-game losing streak. That's uh, when we saw them just become more and more inconsistent. And I told you guys because, you know, for off days, it was just strictly for rest. They couldn't go back to practicing because with the amount of games that you had to uh, just play in that short amount of time, it could really take a tear on you. And, you know, if you just, you know, practice, play a game, practice, play a game with no break, no uh, rest, and overall you're also traveling, uh, to an extent, you know, it, it, I know it's out east, but still you're traveling. You're not 
at home. It, it, it can really take a toll on you, and it's dangerous to an extent. So, you know, I can understand uh, why Lindy Ruff wants to give a lot of guys another chance to redeem themselves because, uh, you know, like I said, unprecedented times and just overall, it's just not fair for them. But anyway, let's talk about some of Tom Fitzgerald's exit interview. And this is courtesy of some reporters that were present and they tweeted out and they also wrote about some of his answers. So I'm going to read you guys uh, some of the answers he provided to the media, to the press. And overall, guys, let's see what Tom Fitzgerald had to say. So Fitzgerald said he uh, saw from the players was a lot of positives, a lot of growth. It's easy for me to say I want to give players an opportunity, and Lindy was receptive to that. He's genuine, honest, and can motivate players. Players knew they can make mistakes and not be punished. So, like I told you guys, I think this is where Zajac was pretty pissed off with the New Jersey Devils organization in terms of, like, I guess their structure and overall just their assertiveness, whatever the case might be. Well, you know, uh, it's like what I keep saying. I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but they're young players. You know, you can't really get on them as if they were veteran players because they don't know any better. And like I said, they don't really have the practice time to redeem themselves. Morning skate is not the same as a practice. So, Overall, you know, I I guess that's what Lindy Ruff was trying to do. He was allowing the players to make mistakes. So uh, one thing that I talked a lot about is just overall the defense, the turnovers at the beginning of the season and how it kind of got better towards the end of the season. And then, you know, it was more of a goaltending issue than a defense issue. But overall, you know, if we're a young team, we're going to make mistakes. There's going to be growing pains. But like I said, sometimes you just got to polish it off. So like, you know, if there's some dirt on, you know, something that's shiny, sometimes you just got to rub it off very gently and just overall it will uh, get to the condition you want it to get it in and that's uh, what we have to think about from that mindset in terms of our young guys so we just got to be patient and I think Lindy Ruff has done a great job with developing some of our players finding some diamonds in the rough so obviously I've talked about Igor Sharangovich I talked about Yanni Kwokinen but I think a few players that I haven't talked about enough are like Mikey McLeod and how well he was able to do in the faceoff, and overall how he had career highs in points goals assists all three categories and then I talked about uh, Nathan Bastian basically you know having a quiet productive rookie season in terms of hits like I told you guys he was tops in NHL rookies in that category he was second on the list so and that doesn't really get talked about and I am uh, guilty of that not talking about it either so we saw Nathan Bastian's uh, production in that regards and so Fitzgerald said that we want to play meaningful games next year this group need to crawl before they can walk we uh, played in arguably the best division this year. We never quit. Very resilient group. So obviously, guys, I told you that was the main issue for the New Jersey Devils, which is, you know, we're playing in a very tough division in terms of just the amount of talent. And like I told you guys, we needed a few teams to buckle. So obviously, we uh, had the Flyers buckle. Then we had the Rangers just, you know, not exactly dominate, but, you know, make some noise. And then obviously, the Islanders started to slip towards the end of the season. The Boston Bruins didn't really look like themselves despite after the trade deadline because if you guys recall before the Islanders went on their uh, skid uh, to finish out the season it looked like that the Bruins and the Rangers were just battling out for that last playoff position and then obviously the Sabres were a complete dumpster fire so uh, it was there for us but overall we just had a lot uh, going against us that just wasn't going to go into our favor and you know that's just one of the curses and the blessings of just having a young team which is sometimes you can't really get the same amount of production 
as you would want from a veteran roster. But I love the fact that we gave some players some chances uh, at the NHL level just to show what they can do. And obviously, I think we do have a lot of young players to look forward to. I'm not going to go over the list because I've went over the list many times. But you guys know the players I'm talking about, whether it's from our AHL program, whether uh, they're players who are still relatively young in their careers and they're showing tremendous signs of improvement. You know, you know the players I'm talking about. And overall, you know, when we talk about like uh, players like Jack Hughes or Nico Heizer, Pavel Zaka, when we talk about those players, they're still relatively young in their careers and they still have room to improve. So, you know, there's uh, things in that regard. So overall for the New Jersey Devils, just the fact that, uh, you know, we were playing in a tough division. We're a young team. We had a new coach, a new GM, just basically knew everything. I think we did pretty decent, and that's the overall narrative you guys need to look at, which is, you know, let, let me repeat this again. We had a new GM, a new coach, a new coaching system. Uh, you know, we had to integrate new players, and overall just, you know, we, we, we were actually doing pretty decent to begin the season, and if it wasn't for our two-week COVID hiatus, then I believe the New Jersey Devils would have been in a much better position. Yes, we did drop 10 games in a row. That was very frustrating, and obviously, you know, that hurts, but at the same time, guys, you know, we just got to be patient. I don't think that's going to happen again next season. I can bet on that. So I am really uh, anticipating that the New Jersey Devils will not go on a skid like that next season. Now, before we continue with Tom Fitzgerald and overall his exit meeting, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Credit Karma. So Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you can win cash reimbursement for debt purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchases reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has always given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Still not satisfied? Well, I'm about to make you a limited time offer that you cannot refuse. When you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money progress starts here. So right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Again, go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money instant karma is sponsored by credit karma no purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply see rules banking services provided by mvb bank incorporated member fdic maximum balance and transfer limits apply now guys who is my favorite player if you are a religious listener to my show it's igor sharon govich so Fitzgerald said that performances from players like Sharon Govich certainly has changed things regarding protected lists for Seattle expansion draft. They haven't had this discussions yet, but they will soon. So obviously, guys, that's a preview for a very future episode, which is what will happen in the expansion draft 
for the New Jersey Devils. Who will they hold on to? Who will they make vulnerable? So talking about earlier in the show how the Vegas Golden Knights are in the final four of the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's certainly going to be uh, very interesting because, guys, for like, what, four or so straight years, the Vegas Golden Knights have gone to the playoffs and they have been legit contenders. Like, people have picked them to be favorites to win the Stanley Cup Finals. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals in their inaugural season and it sometimes frustrates people because it's just like, why is a new team, a new expansion team that has never played an NHL game before, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like four or so years ago, why are they going to the Stanley Cup Finals when there's teams that, you know, uh, are battling claw and nail and just overall just trying to do the right things to get back into that position. Well, guys, you know, I'm all for the expansion draft because I think it's really interesting. And quite honestly, it reminds me of doing something on the NHL video game series, which is, you know, I'm doing a fantasy draft and I'm drafting my dream team. And overall, we're dominating the ring. So I'm all for that because that's just like real life video game at this point. So, you know, a lot of you guys hate uh, the Vegas Golden Knights just based on what they've been doing. The, you know, the team that they were gifted with. Obviously, we have to see how Kraken. That's going to be very interesting to see. I love their uniforms. I love their logo. I love everything about Seattle. So right now, you know, that's something that we need to look at in the future. But overall, guys, I understand the frustration in terms of, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights and what they've been able to do uh, so far in their very short time in the NHL. But come on, guys, give me a break. Get over yourself. Like, you know, it's really interesting, guys. I like it personally. Now, I'm not a Vegas Golden Knight fan per se, but, you know, I like what they've been able to do uh, to their roster the past few years in terms of, like, they added players during the expansion draft. They built together their dream team. And now, look at them. Just a few years later, they're back in the Final Four for the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. They've been, you know, contenders each year. They've been favorites to win it. I know I picked them last year uh, during the bubble playoffs to possibly win the entire uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, but obviously that didn't happen. But overall, guys, I, I like Vegas so far, and I'm excited to see what happens for Seattle. But going back to the New Jersey Devils, it really does raise the question, like because like I told you guys, Sharon Govich, uh is eligible to be picked up by the Seattle Kraken if uh, the Devils do not protect him. So I will go over the rules of, you know, who's allowed to be drafted, who's not allowed to be drafted. So obviously, you know, that's a lot to discuss. But like I told you guys, I will do a future episode on, like, players that I believe the New Jersey Devils will protect players that they're willing to expose in the draft and overall how will that help the Seattle Kraken like I told you guys there's a lot of young guys on the New Jersey Devils roster that could potentially be picked up by the uh, Seattle Kraken and it can change a lot of things so like I told you guys uh, like I'm not giving any spoilers I'm not giving any opinions but like I told you guys we are going to lose one key player in this year's expansion draft and we will do an episode in which I am very frustrated because like I told you guys I love the kid line I love the captain line I love the energy line for the New Jersey Devils and I love some of our defenders in like you know Ty Smith uh Siegenthaler starting to win me over a little bit obviously I talked about PK Subban possibly being exposed in this year's NHL draft uh for the Seattle Kraken but like I told you guys you know we we will lose a player that um, you know, is, is near and dear to us, and I, I, I don't know what to say, but like I told you guys, so like uh, I said, there's the kid line, there's the captain line, there's the energy line, and then there was our fourth line to finish the season in Foot, Boquist, and Janssen, but obviously, guys, uh, I don't think the uh, Seattle Kraken are eyeing any of those players, and you know, some of those players they can't really eye, but like I told you guys, that's a future episode, but it does raise the question, what is potentially going to happen 
in the expansion draft for the New Jersey Devils. So here's another X factor that's going to go into next season as stated by Fitzgerald in his uh, exit meeting interview. He said that there's no major injuries on the team going into the offseason. So like I told you guys, the New Jersey Devils, they have to remain healthy if they want to compete in this very tough division out east because we just had a lot of injuries to deal with. Some of it was, you know, due to COVID. Others was like due to like, you know, look at Nico Heizer, leg and face injury. Then obviously Mackenzie Blackwood and obviously, you know, a few other injuries that we had to deal with in terms of just like having to be adaptable. At one point, we lost all three of our captains for a particular game. So we had to uh, name some honorary captains for a day. So obviously, guys, you know, when, when we're looking back on this, like let's just think about it the New Jersey Devils had to deal with a lot of injuries and sometimes the odds were just not in their favor in terms of just you know having an entire roster healthy and ready to go for this major series whatever the case might be because I remember there were a few games this year in which we could have potentially won if we weren't missing this player or you know remember Janssen got hurt towards the end of the year uh Ty Smith got hurt at the end of the year so obviously there was a lot of just uh things not going our way in that regards because like like I told you guys there was a few key games a few key series in which I said the Devils have to win if they want to stay afloat and possibly like you know make some noise out east but when they were losing those games I'm just like especially to the Sabres I was just like "Eh, I think we're done for so Fitzgerald said that his ultimate goal is to help build this organization from the hockey ops to the level that it once was and he's committed to that long term and he says that ownership is also committed long term for him so uh, it seems like ownership for the New Jersey Devils is really satisfied with Tom Fitzgerald and what he was able to do this season and part of like uh you know the remember uh the 2019-2020 season which he had to take over uh during the course of the season and then he was uh not named the interim uh GM he was actually named full-time GM during the course of the summer so obviously it seems like the ownership is really satisfied with uh, Tom Fitzgerald and what he ultimately can do for the New Jersey Devils and quite honestly I'm perfectly satisfied with Tom Fitzgerald as well like I told you guys wasn't the biggest fan of the Palmieri or the Zajac trade but you know at the same time you know I guess we traded Palmieri and Zajac for what we could have traded them for during that time and it was just tough for us to see them being given up for like two AHL players and then ultimately I think that first round draft pick was you know the main selling point for the New Jersey Devils so hopefully that draft pick can end up well and remember we have a conditional pick uh, but that determines if the Islanders make it to the Stanley Cup finals or not and remember Lou Lamorello can decide when that uh, pick uh, takes effect whether I believe it's uh, next season or the season after that so obviously uh, that that's up in the air as well so Obviously, guys, uh, yeah, I think uh, Tom Fitzgerald has done a great job of cleaning house for the New Jersey Devils and overall just trying to, I guess, give us the fresh start that we so desperately need. And at the end of the day, I think uh, I think he's done a great job for our organization. So Fitzgerald is confident in his scouts and will be getting up to speed in terms of the prospects. And obviously, guys, we've been talking about potential prospects for the New Jersey Devils, what could potentially happen. Obviously, we had some breaking news that 
Owen Power could most likely go back to the University of Michigan for another year. So will that hurt his draft stock, whatever the case might be? Because like I told you guys, if Owen Power fell to the New Jersey Devils, Luke Hughes is still available on the board. I'm sorry, Luke, but I would have to go with Owen Power in that case. So obviously, guys, you know, could that affect the NHL draft? Because, you know, if we think about it in this uh, regards, I don't think the Sabres are going to wait for Owen Power. I don't think the Ducks are going to wait for Owen Power. And the Seattle Kraken are certainly not going to wait for Owen Power because they're looking for a draft pick who uh, wants to play in the NHL right now. Like, they, they can't wait. Those organizations are a complete and utter mess. So, so for the New Jersey Devils, I feel like we have more of a sense of direction. So, like, you know, we, we obviously have Alexander Holt who uh, will play in the NHL this season. You know, he signed his entry-level deal after his uh, tenure in Sweden ended uh, for this particular season. And then, obviously, you know, we have a lot of other exciting guys to look forward to, from Sharon Govich to Ty Smith. And then, obviously, I talked about Nathan Bastion, what he was able to do. Mikey McLeod also stepped up his game. Uh, Quokinen uh, did relatively well. So, obviously, we have a lot of young guys to look forward to. We already have uh, two former first overall picks in Heizer and uh, Hughes, and I expect for them to take huge steps forwards in that regard. So, obviously, guys, you know, if Owen Power fell to us, I wouldn't mind if he went back to the University of Michigan to do one year, quite honestly, guys, because, you know, I'm not anticipating for any draft pick that we uh, draft to be ready for the NHL quite yet, if I'm being completely honest, because like I told you guys, Luke Hughes uh, won't be ready to sign his entry-level deal. I believe the player who's most likely ready to play in the NHL as soon as he is drafted would have to be Matt Beneers, but obviously that's all speculation. We would have to see what would happen, but overall, guys, uh, before we continue with the exit meeting discussion with Tom Fitzgerald and my overall two-cent uh, responses to it, we need to get on to the second and third final live read this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. So, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, so there's something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? I love the birthday cake one, and by the way, my birthday is on July 8th. Hint, hint. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of the each nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. All order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. The offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now the third and final live read this morning comes from BetOnline.ag. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. And remember, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is on a hot streak, so he would be my early pick to win MVP. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as the NHL is in the conference finals, the final four 
of their respective playoff runs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. And remember to use the promo code Locked On in order to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And remember to gamble responsibly and check out our friends at Locked On Bets as they give you guys their overall latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs as well. So let's get right back to the Tom Fitzgerald discussion, shall we? So Fitzgerald is big on spending money, but in the right places, he will do it. The owners have entrusted him to do this with his group. So like I told you guys, even though the New Jersey Devils do have a lot of money, it doesn't seem they're going to spend it all willy-nilly on just a random player. So obviously when we're talking about free agency, you know, I, I talked about Alexander Ovechkin. I talked about Connor McDavid. I talked about Seth Jones, but realistically, none of those guys are going to come to New Jersey. But, you know, it was fun to discuss in terms of silly season. But like I told you guys, we have to be realistic in terms of who we could potentially get for our roster and who can make an, an immediate impact. So I think I'm hearing reports that Dougie Hamilton is going to be testing his waters in free agency and that the Carolina Hurricanes have allowed for him to, uh, you know, just talk to different teams. And I hear that the New Jersey Devils are on his list right now. So obviously that will be a discussion for tomorrow as I gather more information. But like I told you guys, you know, let, let, let's just crawl before we walk and let's just try to get that glue player onto our organization. So uh, Fitzgerald said, we'll identify what we need in the next few days. Mentioned Corey Crawford retiring was a punch to the gut uh, when he got that call and he can never have enough good defensemen. So it looks like Fitzgerald is on the same page as me in terms of what we need. We need a solid backup goaltender. I don't care if they're decent, whatever the case might be. Like I told you guys, when Corey Crawford retired, I said maybe the New Jersey Devils should look at Jimmy Howard in terms of being a backup goaltender. But obviously, then uh, literally a few days later, Jimmy Howard announced his respective retirement from the NHL. So I was just like, oh, come on. So we were kind of in a pickle in that regard. So like I'm saying... Uh, the New Jersey Devils should look for a veteran, cheap, backup goaltender, someone who will not try to demand too many games, someone who could just provide some good mentorship towards Scott Wedgwood and Mackenzie Blackwood, and just overall, let's see what they could potentially do, because Mackenzie Blackwood is prime for a Vesna trophy. I can feel it. He just needs all the cards in his right places in order uh, for that to happen. So overall for Mackenzie Blackwood, I would just keep on thriving, keep on doing what you're doing, and trust me, the cards will fall into place. So I totally anticipate that Mackenzie Blackwood can win a Vesna trophy, but he needs some mentorship, and he says we can never have good enough defensemen. So it looks like the New Jersey Devils are looking for a defenseman. So Dougie Hamilton, Seth Jones, they might get on the phone with the New Jersey Devils. We'll see what happens. But obviously, guys, uh, you know, that's a topic for another time. But overall, I'm liking Fitzgerald's answers. And so is it a little too early to be talking about training camp? Because Fitzgerald said that he's excited to see Holtz, Thompson, Clark, Soonage, Mercer, among others, at the 2021 training camp. And he anticipates that there will be some prizes similar to what Maltsev and Sharon Govich were able to do this year. So Sharon Govich, like I, I believe I saw reports early on in the season that he was a huge surprise in training camp. And obviously with everything that was going on with some players that uh, had some contract issues and overall had to wait before they were able to join the team due to COVID procedures, you know, it made things very exciting and interesting when the New Jersey Devils gave Sharon Govich a chance to just show what he could potentially do. So overall, you know, I'm looking forward to training camp and hopefully we can find some more diamonds in the rough and 
you know, another thing that Fitzgerald said that uh, Miles took a significant jump as far as leadership as the season went on. His voice got louder as the season went on. And he also said that Jack Hughes is going to be an elite player in this league. So come on, guys. The writing is in the wall. Jack Hughes and Miles Wood as alternate captains next season for the New Jersey Devils roster. I would be stunned if that does not happen. And so overall, guys, uh, I'm liking Tom Fitzgerald. So if I had to rate Tom Fitzgerald in terms of uh, a general manager, I think he has done one hell of a job for this organization. I'm telling you guys, I do not doubt the New Jersey Devils for even a minute, for a second, whatever the case might be, because I think they are heading in the right direction. And I think we have to give a lot of credit to the GM, the man that is Tom Fitzgerald, because overall Tom Fitzgerald really took this team when it was like, a complete dumpster fire. He was able to find a fire extinguisher, put out the fire, and overall just say, okay, let's clean this mess up just a little bit. Because I think Tom Fitzgerald has done an excellent job for this organization. I think uh, with the help of Lindy Ruff, uh, obviously we have to talk about the assistant coach and Mark Recchi and a few others. I, I think they've done a great job of developing our young guys. And overall, I think uh, we're going to be very exciting in a few more years, quite honestly. I, th I think we can honestly be legit uh, contenders in the playoffs in the next few seasons. I believe next year we can possibly make the playoffs, but obviously we won't really make any noise when anticipate on it. But overall, I think we have the right coach, we have the right GM, and I think we have the right system. We just need a few pieces. Like I said, Tom Fitzgerald acknowledges that we need a backup goaltender and we need uh, more defense. So overall, I'm excited to see what happens for the New Jersey Devils. But let me know what you guys think on Twitter on Locked On Devils. And by the way, guys, uh, I have to thank you once again. So obviously, uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about how that was our most listened to week ever of me being a part of Locked On Podcast Network. But also, guys, I, I gained the top followers amongst all shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. So that ranges from NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever the case might be. I had the top followers gained at 7%. So I thank you guys. If you are a new follower on my Twitter page, I hope you enjoy my show. Welcome aboard and just... Uh, there's more in store, so hopefully you guys uh, enjoy the rest of the series. I post new episodes every Tuesday through Saturday about the New Jersey Devils. I have some great guest appearances, and overall, guys, you guys seem to be loving this offseason because I am loving the listenership right now because you love my predictions, you love my silly season discussion, you love my draft uh, profiles, whatever the case might be, and you love my exit meeting interviews. So Thank you guys for listening, despite it being the offseason, despite it being the NHL playoffs, despite the New Jersey Devils not being in the playoffs right now. I, I really appreciate your guys' listenership and also your following on uh, Twitter because, like I told you guys, without you guys, there is no show. There is no Locked on Devils. So let me know what you guys think on my up-and-coming Twitter page, up 7% in terms of followers. So that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. In Fitzy we trust, baby. In Fitzy we trust. So I believe we have a key player on the way. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go Devils.